This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host, it's tonight's show. And welcome to Talking the Gridiron here, week six. We got the whole complimentary back here together. And for a turn of events, two of us feel the victorious side, but one of us finally ends up on the losing bracket this week. So we'll get a different feel of emotions this week on t- Talking the Gridiron here as we get the top guys up here getting the W's. And we got our guy down hey, here. Hey, hey Jimmy, you, you helped us out. I wanted you to beat Seattle. So. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I wanted you to beat Pittsburgh week one. When we play in a couple of weeks, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy this one today. <laughs> we, we, and we should leave no doubt. Brian, we got to say, though, it is Jimmy's birthday today here. So we got to yeah. wish the man happy birthday here. So be sure to check them out at Far End of the Bench Podcast. Uh, we were talking a little bit before you on. I didn't ask you, though. How old are you, actually? Though? 26. 26 today. 9.30 this morning. Brian makes us feel like we're old men a little bit there. We hear that the 26, but that's all right. We can deal. We can deal that. We can be the veterans on the show a little bit here. And I like it. He's rocking the Bengals jersey. We'll get to them in just a second. But let's start with the games of the day here in week six, right? The upsets. The, the upsets of the day. Nobody was expecting the top two teams in the league to go to, to go down. Brian, I heard you guys on TMB Sports. You guys weren't that concerned about the W or about getting a W. They come out flat a little bit after that early start. They don't pick it up on offense. You guys get your first loss. The Eagles on the other side, they kind of jump out to a little league, Jimmy, and then they kind of get stalled out there for a while. Credit to the Jets' defense um, for, for getting the job done. And Wilson making enough plays that uh, when he needed to. And then Hall obviously gets the big run there as well. Jimmy, what do you think? Which one stands out to you more? Which loss is more surprising, the the Eagles or the Niners? It's probably – it's it, it, both of them are surprising because those were those were the two teams that everybody saw. I, I, I still think that they're going to be able to bounce back. It was a little bit strange. I guess I was a little bit concerned with the Eagles because we were watching that game. Um, and I know the 49ers didn't play well today, but you can at least say they didn't play well. Um against a good defense but like yeah. the eagles could not respond to any of the adversity that i saw jalen hurts instead of bouncing back from throwing an interception through two more um and, and the offensive line as good as they are looked weak against the pass rush they weren't able to run the ball the way they wanted to they they should have been able to finish this game why are we thrown in that situation that's what i was talking about with the offensive coordinator he's been off all season and this is this is one of those games where when you have those little missing pieces that we've seen they've accumulated now to the point where you aren't undefeated anymore now you have to actually address this situation and for the love of god jalen hurts is a running quarterback (laughs) start him off running the football don't make him throw 45 times a game uh we got our guy here is that a guy that lives in wikia yeah it's tyler tyler changed his name to wikia elite so that's tyler over there he said he says he is concerned uh, over here that I like Doug company with the, with the dogs for Johnson. The little of the dogs get the W today over your Niners. You weren't concerned. The dog pound delivered. What was the big, what was, why did the Niners lose this game? Was Purdy just realistic again? Was he just kind of back to normal? What happened? Um, Just uh, too much injuries and the, we had penalty issue. We just didn't play. We, we just weren't, um, focused enough like i don't know what did, you, like. what did you make just, of 
what'd you make of that penalty at the end on the late hit? Like where they called it uh, across uh, the that middle. Was, that, that was, was just like, <laughs> it was a horse shit penalty and they know it was. There we go. There we go. They, Jimmy, they said that one would have changed the game a little bit, but I feel like in the midst of a whole game, the Niners get plenty of calls as well. So I feel like Brian, you can't blame it on that one. That one. And the, and the grounds were down players too. Uh, but that Sa- Samuel going down early when he was kind of getting into it at the beginning of the game with people, that was kind of a little bit of like a momentum shift. It's not like. Samuel. It's it, not having yeah. McCaffrey at the end of the of that well, game is it. what killed. It's what killed Kyle Shanahan. It's what killed Brock Purdy. And it's what killed the 49ers offense. So, is, so is, is McCaffrey, Jimmy, the real MVP of this team? Then? Is that the, is that he, he oh. is the engine? Because not only is he the guy that starts your run game, he's the guy that gets another weapon in the. I think he's the engine that drives the entire offense. Kyle Shanahan, ever since he had Chris McCaffrey, after that first week where he had the four days to lead into it, he's he's the quintessential Shanahan running back. He's Terrell Davis, but quicker and better out of the backfield. He is whoever – I remember Alfred Morris had a really good season <laughs> under Kyle Shanahan. Like this, this guy is everything for that 49ers offense, and he needs to be healthy because when he's not on the field, you can cover – George Kittle. You can cover Ayuk the way that they did today. The Browns defense is damn good, but they still have so many other weapons that we thought losing one or two guys might not be the worst thing. That that it definitely was the case. Not having Christian McCaffrey is going to hurt. Um, we got Doug here. But, but I mean, I, I don't see that as a as a serious injury. I think he'll be back next week. Do you think they'll? I wouldn't be surprised that they rested him though, either if it does linger a little bit. Because that, like you said, he is the main. I that's the thing with the Niners, right? You look at the Vegas odds, and you have Purdy was like his odds jump, Jimmy, like all the way like to like one of the top five. And it's like, well, is McCaffrey really the big guy when you have a game like this where you kind of see those things? He says the Browns got hosed as well, Brian, many times in the game. Uh, oh, to, get, got, get out of here, <laughs> they got hosed many times. During the game, I thought they, they still up. almost lost it. If if Moody would have kicked that field goal, they will lost. It did come so. down to kicking the Browns. Yeah. The Browns did not win that game. The 49ers kicked that game away. Yeah. One missed one on the left. What's he do? He makes the adjustment, misses the lead going to the right. Um, his first two misses of the year, uh, not, not a good time. The Browns but, but, but let's not pile on Purdy just because of a mediocre game. It doesn't mean he's not good. He's still a no. good quarterback. I, I think it's but one of those games. Losing your most dynamic offensive weapon is going to kill any offense. Yeah. What do you – can I go back to the Eagles real quick before we move on? Is Okay, so you mentioned Hurts is just a running quarterback, right? But he's a damn good not one. just a running quarterback. I know what you meant. I knew he you needs to know. start the game running. He He's not – I've said it a couple of times already, I think on this show, and I said it on my show. He's not Joe Montana. He's not – uh, like it's not his game is not based on footwork. His game is based on ath- athleticism. He can read a defense, but you got to get him moving first. So that's that's where I stand with Jalen Hurts. It's not that he can't throw the football, but he puts himself in such better situations. If if they can get the offense going, get the run game going, he has play action. That's I where mean, he's most most deadly. I mean, a killer turnover at the end of the game, a killer one. I mean, you can't make that right. That's a three killer. of them. Yeah. Three turnovers, and they so, almost got away with it. I, it was like Scooby Doo at the end. I almost got away with it. If it wasn't for <laughs> you meddling kids and the fact that your defense is it is so good. I watched them in person last week in Denver. 
They are as advertised. Quinnen, Quincy Williams, that 96 dude, Shelton, whatever his name is, the, the guy that's big as five houses. Whew. And didn't their star cornerback not even play today? Yeah, Sauce was out. Yeah, so he didn't even, he wasn't even in the game. I thought that was a really impressive win for the for the Jets. Brian, maybe we have to take we we put them on the it, list. If the score holds for Sunday night football, they're tied for the division lead with Crazy. Buffalo. Crazy. Uh, I mean, oh, could you imagine our Bills guy there that they I gotta shout out them? They do the other sports show. I don't know if you heard them. They uh, they do a lot of wrestling and fighting stuff here on Variety Sports Network. Jimmy, and they're uh, he's a big uh, big Bills fan. Uh, so he'll be if they get the, the Bills are one of the weirdest teams. Though. I mean, you talk about a team that just goes up and down. What do we got score wise there? We, as we check in for the first time, it's six okay. nothing. But the Giants just got a big takeaway. Nothing. A big takeaway, six nothing. Uh, fumble or interception here? I want to say interception, and I don't. I check don't quote me on it right now, but I think yep. that Allen is out. I saw him go to the medical tent. I don't know. I don't know if he came back out on the field. You're right. It wasn't. In I, I, thought, wasn't I thought like a couple of plays later, he's running back out on the field, but I could have been wrong. I haven't been paying enough attention. I just saw when they were celebrating the interception last. Uh, I yeah, have the split screen right now. By for those baseball fans, if Logan's watching, uh, Texas is up two nothing. Top of the six, two outs. There you go, Adam. Look, look, right at, Adam. look at my predictions, looking good right now. <laughs> He's back. Uh, what's the guy? He always says Allen. He kind of has – it's funny. I would never put this name on him, but he does have moments where you're like – he does feel like Carson Wentz at times where you're like, my gosh, man, he just has a terrible – like his games are so bad sometimes. right? He's you know Brett, I mean? he's, he is Brett Favre reincarnated. <laughs> like I, I literally had the same conversations with myself watching the two of them play, and I said last week when I picked Jacksonville to beat them that he was going to have one moment where he totally like – uh, it happens with my PS3 because my controller sometimes it hits the L1 button and that's uh, the yeah, we don't want that. so I break into the to the open field. Then all of a sudden I'm chucking it 15 yards back. I've seen Josh <laughs> Allen do that too many times. I've seen him throw interceptions where you're like, dude, there's two safeties on the field. You can very clearly see it. One, two, and then you throw it right in the middle. No matter how hard you throw it, you're just throwing it harder into the defender's chest because you did not. You, you, your play is it's dead from the start. He's he's Brett Favre without the Super Bowl ring right now. I'm loving the honesty here. Brett Favre sucks. Screw the Packers there. Thank you, guys. And I appreciate this one by Doug here just to kind of – just a little bit more salt and Brian where we can get it. Well, we can get it, Jimmy. Well, we can take a loss. We're probably not going to have many of these we can get over Brian this year. So, with that, kid. Purdy was terrible today, Johnson. That's the thing. I'm gonna keep. He, was, he wasn't very good, but he's allowed to have a bad game. He's allowed to have a bad game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill him for I'm it. Sure, I'm sure the media is gonna hound him. Trent all Williams week. okay? Because Trent Williams might have been. Did he yeah, come back? That in worried game? me. What I he, he came back in though, I believe. Yeah, he did. Because yeah. if it, as much as I said, McCraft, I went on that rant for McCaffrey. Trent yeah. Williams is the true engine of the offense. There you go. That, now you're at your roots, the offensive line guy. We got to get him in there. Everybody knows, it. Everybody knows it. All the players yeah. that you talk about in the NFL, they're like the, the freakiest athlete among all the other freaky athletes is Trent Williams. Well, I, I wanted to start there because I just thought it was fascinating that both teams undefeated, right? They lose and kind of, you know, just an ugly fashion, right? But, you know, no game really, no, neither game gets over 20 points. So just a, just a real ugly game. Both teams lose the AFC teams. So technically with the Lions winning, uh, <laughs> I guess the Eagles and Niners still have the have the home field advantage because they left they lost to AFC teams out of NFC teams. But like we said, we got a long ways to go. Let's get to your the Eagles have a tough game next week. Uh yes, Miami do. on Sunday night football. 
Yes, they do. We'll get to that one, I'm sure, later on in the evening. We finally have a good Sunday night game, Johnson. That'll that'll be uh, good to see. Uh, All right, let's get to your other game of the day, I thought, was it did help out the Niners. Seahawks did lose, right? So that helps out Brian, at least with that, with the standings there. You got the Rams coming a little bit. But your Bengals, I got to see a lot of this game today. It wasn't the prettiest game. They started. They look a little bit more sure of themselves, a little bit more offensively. I think it's because, for me, they're going to chase a little bit more. They're just kind of, it seems like they're trying to feed him a little bit, or at least early, maybe the day they kind of got away for it. But their defense, Jimmy, I thought, like, I had, after that one performance, it seems like they've kind of picked up some uh, some momentum. And that combination of Hubbard and Hendricks and Hendrickson can be, man, they, what trouble they can be at moments. And they made a pretty good offense not look very good today. Hendrickson is elite. He's an elite pass rusher at this point. He plays a run re- really well, too. Hubbard's more of just a, a pure defensive lineman. Um, I, I get what... Taylor's saying with the uh, it's better to win ugly than than lose pretty. That's obvious. That's that's yeah. the case. Uh my issue comes in like that interception Burrow threw. Jamar Chase did not even put his hands up. He wanted he so badly wanted the referee to throw his flag so that the the play would be taken off of his plate that it, it bugs me. It worries me because you can't do that in those moments. If you're truly always open, which is what he said and which is the chain that he had made. Then you got to make that play. You got to bail your quarterback out. It was a shitty ball. That ball should not have been thrown by Burrow. But you cannot. You, Devontae Smith, the game was over for yeah. a Philadelphia game. He still punched the ball away from the defender. We were very much in a tight ball game. Geno Smith at that point looked like he was going to lead the comeback. And, and that was the effort that I saw. Like, yeah, you win. Yeah, it's nice to be three and three. And I believe the bye week's either this week or it's coming up. So you're you're getting there. But no, if we play a team that's somewhat halfway decent, like when we play San Francisco, that's going to be killer for us. We're going to get absolutely mauled. Seattle was a good team. It's good. To, it's a nice win. It's a good win at home. But there's so many question marks. There's so many issues. And you're still like, I'm not I don't feel good about this. I, I'm not nearly as confident as, as I was at the beginning of the season. It's funny because, I mean, you guys do now go to three and three, right? So you look at that, you're right there in the division still. But it is kind of – you guys can at least lean your hat a little bit on the defense now, though. I mean, you le- or maybe it seems like that. I mean, I mean, uh, instead of having to always have to out Still, we do lean our hat on the defense, and that's a game that they decide to give up 40. That's That seems to be the trend for us. Brian, you starting to believe in the Bengals again a little bit or no? Yeah, I mean they're the, the they're a scary team because they got Burrow and they got Jamar Chase and that first touchdown pass today weapons. was dirty. Yeah, that first yeah. one was pretty. Nasty. That's that's the thing that scares me about that game in a couple weeks in San Francisco is Jamar Chase is a beast, man. This guy just makes plays. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, but that's the thing is can the can the Bengals protect Burrow? That's going to be – that's always the thing. No, they will not. Joe they Nick Bosa is going to introduce himself to his former college teammate <laughs> over and over and over and over. He's just going to beat him over the head. Um, yeah. I don't now, feel good we, about that game. Uh, well, you still got to come. The Browns beat him, so maybe you get a little – maybe the Ohio guys sweep the – The Browns the were a lot tougher than us too. Well, I will the say – The Browns this. did the same exact thing to us. 
Bengals Nation, you got his, you got him right here. If you got a chance, let him know. Give him a little bit more confidence. Make him feel a little bit better here about him. But I'm probably sure Bengals fans are with you a little bit. That last drive where they killed 15 seconds was kind of a Bengals drive there at the end as well when they did nothing and then they got a 15-second drive. Our defense will get it done. Yeah, yeah you're not playing that. That's basically what playing. it went to. Hey, I thought it was funny, Jimmy, because when you uh, you looked at the schedule, guys, the, the start of the week, you're like, oh, these some of these matchups aren't like the best in the world here, like you'll see. But the best record-wise, uh, or one of them was the uh, the Lions uh, at Tampa Bay. Turned out to be kind of a snooze fest in terms of Tampa Bay doing anything on offense. Uh, Detroit pulls away. More my thing is just real quick on Detroit is just – I mean, I think what they say out of the last 16 games, they have the third best record, Jimmy, over these last 16 games. Stretch. Like, this isn't really as we call, fake news anymore. This team is pretty legit, and their defensive line and offensive line are the real deals. Yeah, their offensive line, Dan Campbell's dead multiple times. The best player on his team is uh, it's Penny Sewell. And they drafted him. They have Frank Ragnall. They, they dominate the line of scrimmage. And they're at the point now where they're not the underdog. You're not thinking, oh, they're scary. Like, you don't want to see them. They're yeah. a team now who has to go out, and uh, I appreciate that. That's coming. I've already given – you don't need any more credit for Miles Garrett, but I have given you credit. Miles My, Garrett is is the true monster. Hendrickson's not that level yet, but Hendrickson is very good. Um, no, the, the Lions right now, they're at a point where if you're going to have to – if you're supposed to beat this team, I need you to beat this team, and – can't be accidental. You have to start making statements. You cannot, you, you've you done the season where you didn't know how to win. You've done the season where you didn't know how to win close games. This should be the season where it all is put together. Jared Goff is a guy who's been around, been to a Super Bowl, won an NFC championship. You can do this. It, do not see yourself as this fairy tale anymore. If you picture yourself as the pet carriage that's going to turn into a pumpkin at midnight, then that's what's going to happen. Just assume that you're invited to the dance now. That's that's what you need to start doing, Detroit. It's funny to see like fans now of Detroit taking over stadiums, Brian. Like you see the video, <laughs> they're like, I'm, I'm sure, fans. I'm they're sure Casey's them. Casey's loving this right now. What Casey predict uh, NFC Championship game, right? So yeah, for the uh, Lions. Well, he always has one pick that surprises us. That works out. So I guess this is going to be the one this year. Even though it shouldn't be too big of a surprise, when we talked about how well they've done, Jimmy, you brought up the pumpkin. I think Tampa Bay. I feel like we saw like if they ever if they did win this division, let's just say because the division is what it is. This is what we would get in the first round, don't you feel like? I mean, this is what uh, we get. I don't think they would. Yeah. I don't. I don't see them giving too much more than this in a playoff effort against one of the top three teams. It doesn't seem like they're interested. Like Baker is definitely interested. Baker's still trying to play himself into another spot. Everybody else on the team looks like they've kind of phoned it in. Like Mike Evans isn't isn't bailing anybody out anymore. Uh, Godwin eh, he pulled up eh. on a couple balls today. I noticed a little bit too. Yeah, it's just I mean, I'm not blaming him for not wanting to get blown up. I'm just they saying. sold they sold their soul, kind of like how Nico was saying for the Broncos. Like they sold their soul for their Super Bowl, and they yeah. got it, and they got a very dominant Super Bowl win. Um, kind of like how they did the last time, though, where you traded for John Gruden, you brought in everybody that you needed, all the toys were assembled for one year, one magical run. You got it, and now it's just going to be a lot of mediocrity. It's going to be a lot of uh, six and six and seven going into the stretch of the season. Great. <laughs> That's not what is, is Mike about. Evans a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, Mike Evans. It, hold, hold on. We got Logan Stone breaking news here. 
get getting my anger out now since the Cowboys play tomorrow. How could you lose to the Chargers? That's horrible. 28-13. That's Logan, a Cowboys. Logan, go back to the ALCS. I'm watching right now. What's our ALCS update? What do we got there? Uh, top of the seventh. No change in the score. Still two nothing Texas. All right, two nothing. You're right. Two nothing. You said one nothing there. Well, your little I, I, I think you just didn't. Darren anointed Houston. He said just because they're playing the Rangers, it's going to be Houston and Philly in the World that's Series. I, I think that's the way it's going to go there again. I think it's going to go Houston Philly again. <laughs> As I get back to the best of the rest here with uh, the Lions, like I said, real quick, we'll put a little bow on them. It is funny to see their fan base now just kind of not in a bad way. Like they deserve it a little bit, right? But like they're, you see them selling out games in the sense they're going to be t- going to more away games. If they're, now that they're actually winning, you could just see it. Maybe it, you felt that same way with the Bengals. Jimmy, I there. definitely see it. I see it. it. I saw it in the game that we watched today. And by the way, the Bengals were the Southwest regional game. That's why you saw it on CBS. That's why I saw it on CBS. That's why a lot of the country saw it on CBS today. So it's it's a true like when you yeah. start doing st- good things when you are consistent and the NFL knows that they can put you in different spots you get what you want and Detroit's about to get what they want um Logan thank you for that you, you, you know what I would love to see is either Detroit versus my Niners or Detroit versus Philly in the divisional round well, I mean, those are the best teams. I mean, if we want the best yeah, exactly. matchup of teams that are going to be the most physical, that's, and th- those teams all have the same thing in common, right? They're up front. It's pretty good. That's probably as well yeah. they, that we got with it. They all do the same thing, but they do it in different ways. Which that's is true. Because the Lions are like a sledgehammer where there's no finesse whatsoever. Yeah. I would say that's the Eagles are a battering ram, and the, the 49ers is like a, a world-class locksmith because they, no. just fly, they create the openings before they go in. You're busting the door down, and two of them, one's a little bit more organized, and then the 49ers is just a stealth mission. Basically have Tom Cruise descended over a whole bunch of lasers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we got That's it just keeps making Oh, my God, it's Mike Shanahan. Movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mission Impossible 30. We are coming up soon. Uh, what, what's the one they always, they kept doing with Arnold Schwarzenegger, like uh, the Impossible one or something like that, where they had like all the star Expendables or something like that? Expendables. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was like Expendables four. Come on now, like, what are we doing here? I was like, uh, I'm going to see right. Expendables four this week. I have the week off of school for fall break. So, is it Expendables? I'm not thinking of the Denzel. Whatever the Denzel Washington. Denzel like Washington. That. Denzel Washington is the Equalizer three. Okay. I will also be seeing the Equalizer three. I like those week. ones. Those yeah, ones are I good. love those ones. Yeah. Do you like one or two better at this point? Just curious. They're all both of the, of the Equalizer. I yeah. love two. Too. yeah okay um what's that one where it's the comic book one and he kind of has the same idea where he kills he it has like the skull uh on, on the punisher a, the punisher thank you yeah that was a good one as well uh, uh john travolta oh, it's always in there a little shout out there that all right that's an insane movie it is very insane a lot of a lot of a few people die uh all right best to the rest in there uh to uh the, i wanted to bring this one up because they got down 14 nothing hill gets the touchdown uh, gets the touchdown, gets the cell phone. A uh, little shout out to Joe Horn. Does the flip? Uh, gives it back to the fan. Uh, I mean, I want to go kind of two way, two ways with this. Is Hill the best receiver in the NFL? Is it not close? Is there? I mean, the guy just is unreal at what he does. He might be not the biggest, and your typical like go up and get the ball down, but like just what he provides in space is unreal. And then you have the Panthers side real quick. Is there any concern for Bryce Young? Are you Jimmy? Just like it's a rookie year, whatever happens, just get reps. 
they're not in a in a place to really be concerned with his performance. Next year will be where you can start seeing if he is going to take a step forward, he will make the team better. But this year, the team is just going to be horrible. Uh, Hill, he poses a lot of issues, but I feel like defensive coordinators, they really don't care about stopping him or slowing him down till you get towards the end of the season and, and into the playoffs. Nobody's going to show you the blueprint on how to slow Tyreek Hill down right now because if they show it to you now, then everybody's going to know how to do it. Everybody's yep. going to know your tricks. So I think that defensive coordinators are kind of using the, the beginning part of the season, which we're still in. We're still in like the first half, technically, uh, of the NFL season where they're compiling all of this film. And then when we go out and we see the Dolphins in later stages of the season and in the playoffs, they're going to have an answer for Tyreek Hill. Now, are the Dolphins going to have an answer for teams shutting down Tyreek Hill? That's been the their issue for the last two years under, under McDaniel. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, what do you kind of make of that with the uh, with the Hill part of it? You think he's the best receiver still, or one of the best receiver in the league right now? Yeah, I mean he's just he's so quick. He's so quick. And then I love the flair he has. The Dolphins needed some momentum. There was a play with fourteen nothing. He gets a play out of bounds. It's about twenty eight yards. Kind of pumps out the crowd. Kind of like you would see in basketball a little bit after an AM one or something. And he's kind of jacks up the crowd. I was like. I mean, they should win that game, but you could see the momentum in a Miami crowd. Like, all right, let's get a real little life. You need to provide it. So that was a little impressive, something different than what I saw with him. And Miami, with all that motion they run, it's like 80% on every play. It's something stupid like that. 85% of their plays, they're running motion. So it's really fascinating, the the system they have locked in right now with Waddle in there and Hill and Mostert, your ex-Niner there, is looking really good for the Dolphins too. He's yeah, I mean, if, if they can go into Philly and win on Sunday night, then – that's a big win for Miami. What do you think of this? Not the best. He's the best weapon, not the best receiver. I mean, I don't know. Is that's the position? He's not he's a true receiver. Weapon. No, he because what it, what the what they're saying there is that he, he not that he's not a true receiver, but he's not Calvin Johnson beating you with routes or size. Like he's he's beating you with the one thing that you know he has. But you can't throw a 50-50 ball to him. You can't really throw him a post over the middle. He's got to be booty butt naked, open, to, to really be as effective as, as he can be. So that's why he's the best weapon currently, but he's not the best receiver because he, a great receiver can take the route that's called, and he, he's just going to beat you. He's going to run it by the book, and he's going to beat you. That's a receiver. Not the Tyreek Hill's a weapon. The one thing also Hill does really good is anything like any type of like – quarterback rolls out just a little bit or it has to get off kill he's great at the scramble he's drill so unreal at that he's just like knows how to get open right there with it uh other quickly best of the rest here we gotta go shout out our guys over oh i did want to mention that dolphins game just because he was such a great player when i was growing up i got it down here on the ticker the dolphins honored linebacker zach thomas i just thought he was a beast playing fifth round pick of the nfl uh my man he caused a lot of problems for the league over the year seven time pro bowler so wanted to shout him, shout him out a little bit here as the NFL honors one of the greater uh, linebackers ever played the game, gave the Raiders a big trouble for a while there. Whenever they would go to Miami for games, Washington they pull it out. They get the, they get the W in a ugly win. Ritter looked awful. I was why because I, I have the four screen thing. I thought he was supposed uh, to be good at home. Uh, I think and I could have. Uh, they had it at Papa's Pizza where I went. They had a little four screen. And I just keep seeing Ritter goal line. Nope, comes up short, intercepted. Uh, slant. Nope, inside or out. Picked off right there at the end of the game. Has to be very – and then Arthur, Arthur Smith, I didn't understand it when it was 24, whatever, they get 16 on the touchdown. He goes for two, 
and then they get the penalty and he continues to go for two. So, and then they don't get it. It's 20, I don't, why are we not just kicking the field goal to go to 24 17? I, I don't know. That was kind of a little bit of a weird call to me as well. Jimmy, I don't know how much of you saw all the game, but I was in, I, the commanders to me, I, every time I watch them play, I'm like, they're just going to get the seven seed somehow. Like they're, <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're, they're not good enough to win. They're, they're good enough to be there. They're good enough to exist. Exactly. They, they win. Are. They're the, they're the Giants from last year. That's yeah. who they are. That's and then they're from the same division. Because the quarterback, we're like, uh, every now and then, every now and then he's really good. Every now and then he's really bad. Yeah. There's a couple of times where he's looked absolutely awful. There's a couple of times where you're like, damn, I would love to have Sam Howell. I cannot believe my team passed on Sam Howell. Why why would we do that? And you start stamping your feet around. But then I I feel I feel if you're in Atlanta, the end of the Ritter experiment has to be soon. Not to say that you need to get him out of there, but you need to have somebody else because I don't think there's there's competition. I don't know who their backup is right now, and I I hope I wish that up while you go. I wish that they were listening so that they would throw it out throw it out at me, either the Dirty Birds or or out of your Falcon mind. But you have so many other great pieces: Drake London, Tyler Hennig, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, you're you're not. I mean, maybe, maybe you go to him because you're going to get a wild card experience for the end of the season, but Desmond Ritter is not your franchise quarterback. You tried, you swung, and it's basically a bunt down the third baseline. He's good some days, he's not good other days, but if he can't win at home, which is the only thing that he's been good at doing in college and the pros, we got to figure something else out. You got to put somebody else back there. He's holding back Bajon Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. He's holding back 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 300-yard games, though. Okay, but you're, you're losing your team games. Yeah, I just throw it out there. I just throw it out there as, as trying to play a little devil's advocate. Like, what would a Falcons fan? I think they're with you. I'm pretty think sure Brady threw for 500 yards in that Super Bowl they lost. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's the it's the turnovers, especially the goal line ones. You, you can't have those ones at all. Brian Bijan, like you said, only what he go today when I was looking at he he got 13 attempts, only 37 yards. He they're not able to. They, they, they gotta get him more involved. I don't know. He needs twenty touches minimum. He should have twenty touches by the end of the first half. He had five catches, I guess, forty-three yards. So I guess he ended up with eighteen touches, but not definitely not the production you'd want to see on the ground there. If you're a Falcons fan, and they're in a whole, I mean, three and three. Both these teams to me just feel like where you know what I mean. They they feel like it's it's a seven C or they you know what I mean. Or they're gonna kind of. I, I just feel like they're like eight and nine well, teams, nine and eight. They're, I don't think that the Falcons are still more in their division conversation than the yep. commanders are. No so doubt. that's why also it's intriguing that they have Heineke because Heineke has shown if he's, if you just give him the reins, he can make some weird stuff happen. And you got to, you got to rely on weird this year. If you're an Atlanta fan, you're not beating anybody straight up. You're not going to stand there and go toe to toe with anybody because your quarterbacks just don't have that. You have the ability everywhere else, but you're, you're, you're very much the – you're like the New York Jets. You had a quarterback, you'd be so much scarier than you actually are. No doubt. Um, I got to shout out our guys here at Elite Tweet Center. Like I said, our guys at the other sports show, they just retweeted our podcast here along with our guy Seawood out there in Birmingham. Appreciate you retweeting our stuff here on Talking the Gridiron. Uh, feel free to comment in on any of, your, any of your shows. I know the one on Twitter. I have a harder time. I guess he, they, they say they comment in on the Twitter one, but I can't see him up on the screen. So I'll have to figure that out with Brandon one of these times. I don't, I don't know if it shows know. you. Tonight it, show it seems on. like Tyrod Teeler is running the offense better than Daniel Jones is. That's kind of scary for the Giants. 
Well, I mean, to me, it was scary when you decided to pay Daniel Jones that much money. You deserve what you get when it comes to that. Is it still 6 nothing here? In the, uh, we got 6 nothing start of the third it's quarter. 6 nothing, 14 22. They had a bad, they had a bad goal line play where they Tyrod going for eight. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, guess, but I guess their their coach was going ballistic on people on the end zone. I could buy. Uh, what's their coach? I, I forget. The Ryan Dable. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, how commanders get it? Terrell, congratulations on the win there. Sorry, John, Mike, over and out of your Falcon mind. You guys dropped a three and three. Calais Campbell, though, or, or Calais Campbell does get his 100th career sack in that game. Wanted to point that out. Uh, I didn't well. realize he was still playing. Colorado yeah. boy. Yep. So he ended up getting Denver one. Denver South one. High School. Colorado State pulled off the miracle. I was watching that one when they were that? thirty. It was thirty to fourteen. I just randomly put it on at the end of the night. <laughs> they end up pulling it out. I was yeah, did, that was hopefully crazy. you didn't watch Stanford Stanford the night before. Like, I, was... I, that one I went to bed. I thought for sure Colorado was uh, winning that one. And then uh, Colorado's the talk of the town this this year. So hundred sack, big deal. Um, I, I always feel like those are pretty big milestones for a player to get to. So. Uh, he's been he's been around for a while. Was on my Cardinals for a while in some of their their good years. Was with been the around forever. Uh, I think so, the, I, th I think my biggest memory is like they played Seattle the year he was on the Jags when they had Blake Bortles and hmm. I guess there was like almost like a fight between Seattle and and Jacksonville and somebody from Seattle was like yelling at the Jacksonville crowd and Calais Campbell got involved in it or something. That's the that's the best memory I, I have of. Him. I kind of forgot he was on that Jags teams that were really good. Yeah. Then they had the Jags did have that two year run where they had like a defense was really good there. They took the Pats all the way there. You know they forced them to. Uh, they probably should have won that game if you look back at it. Um, so I want to shout that out with it. Hey, this is always. I'm gonna maybe do this throughout the year. It's kind of fun as we did this last week a little bit. Um, what teams are we crossing out the list? So we had Patriots. Oh, we already crossed the Broncos up. Are we sure? Uh, we did cross the Broncos up. Me and Brian did last week, Jimmy. Are we sure? Uh, are are, are, are the are the Patriots going to get the number one pick this year? <laughs> Man, that's what. It, so I was thinking, uh, Jimmy. Obviously, you went to that Broncos game. Wasn't able to get your thoughts on it last week, but did they end up losing this week in another pathetic offensive performance? They look like they're just a dumpster fire. The Peyton's taking a little bit. I feel like Wilson's taking a little bit more of the heat this year, obviously, than Peyton, just a little bit. Um, but they lose that Jets game where it was kind of, what, the trash talking at the beginning of the year. So um, I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't much better being there watching that offense. Mm, it's very similar whether you're watching it on TV or or you see it live. They, yeah. they just have absolutely nothing. Absolutely um, nothing. And it's funny because, like, Wilson, has, if you look at his stats before, like, the last couple of games, they were okay. But, you know, the stats are stats, I guess. They don't want to play. They yeah. None of the players want to play, either for Sean Payton or for Russell Wilson. And uh, Jerry Judy is a bum who's more worried about a war of words with Steve Smith, who's in the right and is telling the 100% honest truth. Jerry Judy has quit on the Denver Broncos. If you are somebody who's wearing orange and blue and still think that he's there for the team, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. The dude is not there to play. There's a ton. Corlin Sutton, not there to play. Russell Wilson, <laughs> not there to play. Mike McGlinchey, not there to play. Mike McGlinchey. I guess they said Russell Wilson probably won't be back, and they're doing a full-on rebuild. Yeah, there's they no way to, they can bring him uh, back. There's, <laughs> I said if if this didn't work out, Sean Payton has now got his excuse to totally blow everything up to the ground 
and he's going to build it the way Sean Payton wants because he's that much of a narcissist. Yeah. He's that he's that kind of Roman emperor. He's going to burn everything else before him down and then build it in his own image. <laughs> I can see Wilson somehow being on the on this team a little bit. I'm going to throw the Bears that, uh, out there as a team yes. that I think we can put on the list of that big. I think they're dead. And I think we have a broken wrist for Justin Fields. I mean, I mean, you, and the Panthers you go, out, you, go out, you have an impressive win against the Commanders, and then you put – and then you do this shit. It's like you're the Bears. Yep, and they just never can get it together. <laughs> All right, so you good, You guys good with me adding the Bears? I'm going to add the, the Bears and the, Panth- and the Panthers. I got the Patriots out there, so I'm going to keep adding to this list as we keep going. We So I've listened you know, the, the reason is, like, we, we didn't say the Jets yet because we were a little unsure if they get – They're they, still they in come it. Up. They yeah. are still in it. And I don't want to put – I don't want to go back on it. So Colts are still 3-3. Three and three. I really – after a game like this, I want to throw them on it, but I'm not going to do after a game like this. So, all right, so just to be clear, we got Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Cardinals, Bears, Panthers. We're saying season's over, go home. If the Giants, should we maybe rethink the Giants one a little bit here? Should we rethink it? No, they get a w? no, they're, no dead. Okay. they're, they're dead. dead. All right, they're dead. All right, so we got that. All right, we got to get here cl- closer to the fourth quarter of the pot here. News and notes segment here on the show. Um, all right, Stroud, he goes. We'll hit on some of the games here real quick. They beat the Panthers or they beat the uh, the Saints. Excuse me, twenty to thirteen. Stroud, Jimmy, showing, continuing to show a little quarterback light there. I'm not saying they're unreal, but a young rookie quarterback to get wins is a win. And Derek Carr, he throws goal line. He throws short of the sticks. My guy DA tweeted it. He goes, this is all this guy does is throw short of the first down. Yes. There, there is stress when it comes to this guy. And I got to say, as I said right here, I'm starting to believe in the Texans a little bit as a team that can make the playoffs. Am I crazy or does it seem pretty realistic? It's realistic because yeah. D'Amico Ryans, he, he's done – he's gotten to where he is in the right way. This is not – and I think some people might have conflated the two. This is not Jeff Saturday being plucked out of middle of nowhere, like off of the ESPN desk. D'Amico Ryan started as a quality control coach when he was a coach in the NFL after yeah. his playing career. Been around a lot of really high-level guys. He was a quality control slash defensive coordinator in San Francisco. Learned under those guys. Like This is uh, somebody who knows how to be an NFL head coach and, and learned those steps before. And he knows the right process. He's not bringing something where he's not bringing the Patriot way. He's not doing the the Josh McDaniels, I'm going to come in and I'm going to change the culture. No, I'm doing this because this is the correct culture that we need to have. We have a young quarterback. We need to be able to run the ball. We need to play good defense. And he needs to make make sure that he doesn't make mistakes. And if we do those things, we're going to be pretty successful. And right now they've been doing those things. And, yes, C.J. Stroud has been very successful. That's a good win for him this today. Yeah. And they were in the game last week against Atlanta too. Probably should have won that one. Yeah. They probably should have won that game last week. Uh yeah, I thought he played really good in that at the end of that game. And he's building up like calluses in these games where like I feel like he doesn't make honestly, like the, the, the coaching staff, you're gonna say it. The coaching staff has said he doesn't make the same mistake twice. Yeah, and you can see it because like and he's avoided like the plays like Hertz made, just for example, at the end of today. Just like he's avoided most of those throws, which has really helped him as a rookie quarterback kind of keep the games where they're at and not blow a game like today where it could have gone either way if he makes a pick late, late in the game or something like that. So kudos to them pulling out. The Saints dropped to three and three. Like I said, when you have Derek Carr as your quarterback, that's kind of what you get a little bit. You got, I mean, it just doesn't get – it's not like, 
Oh, 11 and five. I was Terrell NFC Championship. I know he's listed last week. He was calling. He was calling me out for a few things. I got to shout our guy there over at Realism Sports, of course, Terrell Jenkins. Tune in and comment in last week. So I hope you're doing good out there, my man. Uh, hopefully, once my school job slows down a little bit, I can jump back on your show Friday nights a little bit there, a little bit. Been been busy. I'm looking forward to that. Can I already say it, Jimmy? Look forward to Thanksgiving break. Looking forward to Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm on fall break. I'm already looking forward oh, to Thanksgiving break. Oh, next week I got we got we get out a little bit early and get Thursday Friday off so I'll be looking forward to that for teacher in service but all right hey news and notes here keep moving here Jags they get the dub they pull out easy win against the the Colts um, Lawrence does go down though we'll have testing on the knee obviously that's going to be the biggest news coming out of this game they pretty much worked the Colts from the very beginning Brian Minshew looked terrible today he did not look good at all this no, game he no. looked absolutely pathetic. And the Jaguars rolled, and they're running back. I just always have a hard time with names, so give me a little break. Uh, he's he was really good again. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I just thought the Jaguars they're starting to look a little bit more uh, like kind of how we thought they would after the first kind of couple games. There, what do you think of that, Jimmy? Etn is is turned into something the last couple of weeks. He's got the speed to be a game breaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lawrence needs to be healthy because if he's not healthy, then then there's nothing there. Uh, yeah, and, and I agree that Gardner Minshew turned into Uncle Rico today. That was an Uncle Rico performance. That wasn't Gardner Minshew. I've seen Gardner Minshew make oh, a lot of people's life hell. <laughs> and, and I love this story. You guys heard the story where he broke his own, tried to break his own hand with a hammer so that he could get an extra year of eligibility in college. My gosh. That, tried to smash his own hand. It was his left hand. That was his, his rationale. He's like, I'll smash right. my left hand with a, with a hammer. Cool. I'll probably be able to play another season. Um, no, there's, the, I guess the that Colts. shows a little bit right there. It shows a little people. You should have bit. taken care of your shiny new toy. You should have taken care of your franchise quarterback because now he's injured and, and you're stuck with this for yeah. at least the foreseeable future. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like according to, you know, Fox NFL Sunday that he's going to have season ending shoulder surgery, Anthony Richards. He was in a sling today. It doesn't look like yeah. he's going to make any more miraculous comebacks. Yeah. That's a killer, though, for that. Uh, the Jaguars, though, they really obviously – Lawrence, they play Thursday night, so we'll see what happens there. Again, of, against the Saints. Uh, yeah, so quick turnaround there, obviously. I think he might – sometimes they play in these games, they get like 148 yards, right? Like they play these guys and nothing really happens. So that's kind of the way I see that going. Little news and note here, we talked about the uh, the Bears losing to the Vikings, 19-13. to Vikings get the W. Cousins, real quick, a note, he expects not uh, – they expect him not to wave. Uh, his trade clause there, Justin Jefferson, fantasy owners, he's out for a while. You saw that today. Doesn't maybe affect the Jaguar, uh, the Vikings going forward, but like for you guys next week, you guys play the Vikings. It's nice not, not to have to worry about Jefferson. So it yeah, does help exactly. these teams that go with them. The Bears, it doesn't matter. The Bears, it doesn't matter at all. Just a complete dumpster fire, like we said. So they get another team that kind of a little interesting here. The Ravens, they get a win, Jimmy, but to me, again, not another, it's just not a special win. You just kind of, I guess you chalk it up, but it's not one that where you're like, this is a team that's making any type of serious run. They just kind of get, they kind of just do the ho-hum. They're going to have a stretch of the season where they fall out of first place in the division. They're not going to hold on to number one in the division for the entire year. The Browns, the Bengals, somebody's going to sneak up on them and they're going to drop a couple games that they shouldn't because they almost did that today. I I unfortunately did pick the Titans to pull the upset and and they screwed me in in our podcast. Yeah, it was and and you know I I had my reasons. It's not like Tennessee sucks. I mean Tennessee just put it on the Bengals. I can't sit sit here and say Tennessee yeah. sucks. 
Um, but they should have been able to win this game. And if you're Baltimore, I, I go back to the Broncos game from last year. That was when the Broncos were at the lowest of the low with Nathaniel Hackett. It was yeah. two weeks before he was even fired yet. So, yeah. and the, the Ravens, when, when they cheese that game, I just have zero faith until you prove it to me. Otherwise I have zero faith of you in big games moving forward. Uh, now, one of the big news since this game was in London, I wanted to get you guys thoughts on it real quick is I said that I think I bring this up every year and I feel like it's eventually going to happen. Brian NFL is mulling a Super Bowl in London at, at some point. Do you actually believe this or is just just talk to kind of, oh, you know, just is this just kind of like, you know, talk just to kind of keep the game coming back? Yeah, I could see a European Super Bowl at some point. Gosh, unreal. I will thing dump about the tea in a, back in the Boston Harbor. I will, will full on revolt. The Premier League's not coming to the United States to play their championship game. Why are we going to England to play our champ? That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry, it doesn't. It's, it's all about that money for Roger Goodell. Played in Alaska for all, like at least you see that. I feel like you lose money. <laughs> I feel like you lose money because you get all of the Europeans to fly here. It's. I don't I'm, get it. I don't I'm get pissed. it. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but I just thought that was kind of an interesting take going out of it. The Titans, again, Henry, a little bit better game, but the, Hopkins, your agent, you guys maybe should have made a better decision on where to go. Uh, the Titans probably was not the best fit for you. You're just not Why, why the didn't they put Lee uh, Livis in instead of uh, that, that other guy? Yeah. I mean, Willis didn't even look that bad. He played like a short term, but like, I don't think Will, I don't think Levi's was, I don't think Levi's Levis. didn't look that up. Levis. Or Levis. I don't think he looked. Oh, Levi's was the joke we had for him. That's right. Uh, Levis is the uh, uh, Le- Levis was not ready in preseason. What was the targets they put up for him early in the preseason? Uh, I don't. I don't think you want to throw a rookie out there in Europe against the Ravens. Uh, the last kind of like quarter of the or, or last like half of the game. So I think that was part of it. Um, oh yeah, I have a couple last couple games here. Raiders they beat the Patriots twenty one seventeen. Crosby. Like wins defensive player of the week last week. He play, he has a good game again today. He gets the game-winning safety there against Mac Attack. I will say they had a ball that was dropped on the play before on a deep throw that would have changed the whole game if uh, if he was able to come down with it. Elliott also had a like a 75-yard run, touchdown run called back on a hold as well for the Patriots. So anything that could go wrong did go wrong. As you mentioned earlier in the game, uh, Brian, Jimmy G did go down, so it was Hoyer time. Or the Raiders, they pull out the W. They go to three and three. And the Rams, they also go to three and three with an ugly win over the Cardinals. So, uh, any thoughts on either of those games, gentlemen, Jimmy? I liked uh, the cool thing about the Raiders game. Now, my mom is born and raised in Colorado. She's the Broncos fan of our household. She has nothing good or nothing nice ever to say about the Raiders. But when we were watching the recap and the highlights today, she did look at me and go, Max Crosby is pretty badass. Like I, uh, even though he's on the Raiders, Max Crosby's the one guy that I will say he's, he's pretty badass from now. She's probably going to be mad that I'm putting her on the spot and, and putting her business out there. But she did say that she did say that Max Crosby as a Raider respect. is not that bad. It's respect for your opponent. And it's funny how I feel that same way as a Raiders fan towards Broncos. That's how I feel. Toward, that's how that's where I think it's mutual there. I was not allowed to have silver and black in my color wheel. Mike I could wear silver that. or black, but if I wore silver and black, I was getting kicked out. It always like whenever I lo- like I hated playing the Broncos, but then when we beat you guys, it always felt really good uh, back in the day. So uh, how often was that? Uh, not very often. That was not. Uh, I th- now I think, now I think the, 
I think the Patriots should tank for the number one pick. Just, just. I think they don't even have to tank. I think it sounds like that's how that's the way it's going right now. Like their <laughs> offensive line's not that great. They lost their two best defensive players a week ago or a couple weeks ago. So they're they're in deep trouble. The Rams they get a little they get kind of an easy win. I feel like against the Card. I mean, it wasn't an easy win, but it just the Cardinals can't do anything. Uh, Dobbs was after a while. So Raiders get that W there. Um, all right, let's get to Monday night. Logan mentioned earlier. Who you got? Cowboys at Chargers. Cowboys need to bounce back after just a butt kicking the year. San Francisco 49ers, 42-10. Dak took a lot of heat, which he rightfully deserved. He looked terrible in that game. He looked like unsure about anything. And then you have the Chargers with two and two sums it up. They've won their last three Monday night games, including both last year. Jimmy, you got a feeling about this game one way or the other? I picked the Chargers because I'm tired of the Cowboys and I'm tired of faking like we're all going to be in on the Cowboys. They yeah. suck. They always get too big for themselves. They always get out over ahead of themselves. And all last Sunday did was prove that they are not the same league, same stratosphere, nothing. The 49ers are a different entity entirely than the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, I think that the Chargers, they're not going to find a way to lose this one. They're coming off their buys, so I think they get this this win at home on Monday night. I picked them on our show. I'm picking them again. Still six nothing there uh, here in the game. Uh, that's a good call. I Stephon Diggs almost just fought Dexter Lawrence, by the way, <laughs> which would have been which would have been a nice little interesting thing to see there uh, uh, live on TV. I love how just don't throw the punches with the helmet on. That's the only one that doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, exactly. Brian, you think the Chargers get the W or the Cowboys? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Chargers. I just think that the Cowboys are just uh, probably – You guys stole their soul last week. Yeah. I mean, if they go down again to – I mean, back-to-back West Coast, they, I mean, they can't be a beating again. It's got You got to show some heart, right? Like, you can't be a 35-7 loss. You got to show a little heart in a W like this. This can't – this has to be a close game. Then, I, then I'm with you, baby, Jimmy, where, like, it's back-to-back, like, butt, uh, butt whoopings. Maybe that soul did get taken a little bit here on the West Coast, and you'd have to really bounce back. What would their record be? Their record would be three and three. So yeah, that would be a big loss if they go down here. And you know, Jimmy, uh, you know uh, Jerry Jones, all things. All we might probably make a desperate trade. Kirk Cousins? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, 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 Kirk on the call there. Uh, I was thinking about it, and I think you. You're in my shower this morning. I was thinking about it, <laughs> and I think you are the quarterback that's going to lead us down to the future. So uh, I want you – what I'm asking is, will you please waive your trade clause so that you can come to Dallas and, and shower, not with me, but in my shower, and, and be our <laughs> team starting quarterback? I, I think that would be real swell. Uh, well done, well done. Uh, uh, nobody wants to see the shower, though, that's for sure. There, uh, All right. Hey, look ahead to week seven, some of our best matchups here. Like I said, we got Jaguars, Saints going Thursday. Prime time game, you already mentioned it, Brian, a little bit too. It's a good one. Dolphins at Philadelphia, so that'll be a good one. And then Monday night, your Niners versus the Vikings. It's not a terrible Monday night game. A couple other good ones. I thought Chargers at Chiefs, uh, not not a bad one there. Uh, looks like, Jimmy, your Bengals got a bye next week. Any of those games? Or maybe another one you saw stand out to you going into week seven? Let's see. Uh, I'm glad that we made it to three and three at the bye week. That's I was nervous about that. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, the Ravens Lions game, I, I like that one quite a bit no, no. because I, I think that the Lions that's that's one of the games where you can make yourself a statement. Um, because the Ravens are they're favored, they're at home. 
I think that you can make a case for that one. And uh, other than that, I feel like it's fairly easy. The Broncos-Packers game is going to be as ugly as possible. Oh, it's going to be like, please don't turn that one on. Please don't have that on at all. Falcons-Bucks, that sounds kind of like – that could be a rock fight too. Falcons-Bucks, that sounds sounds like a good old rock fight there. Uh, With Steelers-Rams, I got that – maybe that one. I don't know. Rev, could his Steelers get the win in L.A.? That could be it. That could be a, a Aaron one. Donald versus TJ Watt. Yeah, that's going to be a good matchup. Raiders, Bears. See if my Raiders can keep it going. Maybe get over 500. That would be unbelievable. I'll take that. We go over five. We, we, we have a, our schedule. Uh, we play the Lions. Other than that, the last uh, over the next four weeks, there's three of those games are really, really winnable. So we'll see if they, they're not doing good, but you just keep winning. The Broncos are going to beat you when they play them in Vegas so that McDaniel gets fired after that game. Just for losing to the Broncos, maybe it doesn't. I, and I already know my survival football pick for week seven. Are you Bills, still going? Bills over Patriots. Oh, yeah. Anything with the Patriots, I guess. That's not a bad. You're still <laughs> going. That's impressive. I, Vikings let me down week one. All right. Hey, it's game ball part of the game here. As I get, get one last little check in here, still 6 nothing here. Uh, Giants uh, got the lead or have the lead over the Bills. So as we kind of get done with the, as we kind of wrap up the show here. It's the game ball part of the show here, uh, week six. Brian, you got a game ball to hand out? Yeah, I'm going to give the Cleveland Browns defense that they that they deserve. I'm going to give the Cleveland Browns defense the game ball. They were they were legit today. They were dead. How many times over under did you cuss at the TV today? I'm over under. <laughs> Probably like it wasn't until the fourth quarter, but, that, but then I was getting frustrated because. We couldn't get anything going on offense. What play pissed you off the most? Um, just the intentional grounding by Purdy because I was yeah, like, yeah. "There's yeah. nobody there, man. Why are you throwing the ball?" <laughs> <laughs> that one was a killer there. Uh, all right, Browns defense, a little humble pie there. I can respect that. Jimmy, you got a, a game ball you want to hand out? I'm probably gonna give it to Tua because when I give it to Tua, then he's probably gonna start playing bad again. But I, I gave him a hard time. I've coined the term jujitsu, but jujitsu was working. His jujitsu training, he's not nearly as, as injured as he was. And um, they're, they're a damn good team. I'm interested to see what they do at the end of the season because I think team that's when defensive coordinators are going to flip. But uh, as of now, Tua and, and that Miami offense in general, they probably all deserve a game ball. No doubt. I got one of them for you. Tyreek Hill, 163 yards and a touchdown. I also wanted to shout out our guy, Kyrie Williams. Uh, he gets 20 carries, 158 yards for the Rams and a touchdown over the Cardinals. So big, uh, a big win for them. Uh, like I said, that takes them to three and three. Um, all right. Well, that's the show for the week this week on Talk of the Gridiron. Jimmy, I know you guys got your stuff going at far end of the bench. Uh, was able to watch uh, the show this week. You guys did a good job on that. Always a little Taylor Swift comments as well. So I appreciate some of those as with it, the funny with it. So what do you guys got going on this week um, uh, on far under the bench? Yeah, we did. I took, ended up taking a week off of uh, Sunday series and top of the mountain. Like last week before break, there was a lot of added stress. So yep. giving myself that little bit of time and we, I knew I had break coming up. So I'll probably get a couple episodes of both those out. Then obviously our far end of the bench will be out on uh, uh, Thursday, just like normal. So Nico and I will be back with everybody at FEOTB pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. People can watch this show on Sundays also. But Sunday scaries, top of the mountain, far end of the bench, all coming at you guys this week. 
And my Sharks almost beat his Avalanche last night. Almost. They almost got him. You guys got the goalie at the end. Uh, yeah, we saw, were so worried about the, the number two game of an 82-game season. Hey, for, the, for the Sharks, every game matters. You can't lose when you're, when you're, when you're expected I, I to be in last I, place. You get the win. I saw an article about uh, – any any team's chances of winning a Stanley Cup in the next three years, and the the Sharks had the worst thirty two. That's why I was telling Jenny, it's a big win. We needed it. It's a big win. I won a Stanley <laughs> Cup for him in in my NHL franchise in my my career. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We got it. We'll take it. We can go there with it. Uh, all right, Jimmy's up late with me. He's got he's got he's an hour ahead of me. Out on Mount Mountain Time there, Jimmy. Have a good week of uh, uh, of your break. You still on break this week? Then you go back. No, we're on break this week. All right, so enjoy your break this week. Uh, happy birthday as well as there, sir. Appreciate um, it. Yep, so for Jimmy Pilato, far to the bench, Brian the main man Johnson, I'm Darren Breyer. That's your week six recap here on Talking with Brian. Be sure to give us a like and subscribe there. We need all the love we can get. Till next time, peace. Hey, this is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. Best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports.